Welcome back to another episode of the Cornell Thank You Podcast. I'm Michelle here with Steph right after our conversation with Christina Pines. Yes, Christina's a current student, full of energy and involved in so many things at Cornell. And the key words for this episode, Michelle, are hearsay, sister, and brother. And you'll hear Christina's Cornell story right after we roll the intro. Okay, I want credit for discovering today's guest, Christina Pines. She was on the Cornell Admissions Takeover page, and I was riveted. And I didn't know how to get in touch with her, but in the last day of the takeover or the last hour of the takeover, she said she was in SDT, which is our sorority. And I immediately reached out to Kayla Singer and said, how can I get this girl? We got her. She's here. Welcome to the show, Christina Pines. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know Michelle's been very excited about this. We love to talk to current students because we are old timers. And so we love to hear what's going on in campus. What year are you? And and tell us a little bit about what school you're in and all of that. So I'm headed into my junior year. I am a communication major in CALS. I'm also getting my double minor in business and in film, which is very exciting. And I'm also a very active member of multiple clubs on campus. Yeah, I want I want to hear every single thing you're doing. The energy, Steph, remember I was telling you when I saw her, the yes. energy was unbelievable. And I think that that is an indication of how much stuff she does on campus. But for one second, tell us where you're from and why you even picked Cornell. So I'm from Vero Beach, Florida. My junior year of high school was 2020. So March of 2020 was my spring break. And I was fortunate enough that literally the week before March 13th, was the spring break. So I was able to tour multiple campuses. I did like the Northeast tour. I did Georgetown and I saw a few of the Ivies. And what was funny was at the time, my dad was like, you need to go to Brown. Brown is the perfect place for you. You're a theater kid. You can like make your own major. Like the curriculum is perfect for you. And then it's my senior year and it's time to apply to things. And at that time, I only applied to Brown early decision because I was like, you know what? If they do not take me, I have three weeks to edit and format everything and send things out to the other schools because my story is my story. So the only thing that would need to change is making them school specific, but I'm like, I'm a very strong applicant. Like things are going to work out. So things did not work out. I got the (laughs) first and I was crushed and I'm sitting there and I'm reading the message for like five minutes because it didn't start with congratulations, but it also didn't start with, we regret to inform you right? because I had gotten deferred. Anyways, I ended up applying to 10 other schools and I was the top of my class, both grade like valedictorian, but also like, As a well-rounded member, I was the president of the senior class. You know, I did a lot for the school. I did a lot of my community. I was very active in our theater. My peers, because they had applied to in-state schools and they applied early action to other places, they were getting into schools before me. And so I was the homeless one for a very long time, which was very stressful because, you know, as that's what your entire life is leading towards. So in March, I got accepted into Northeastern, which I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not homeless. I was like, if I stop here... (laughs) Amazing Northeastern is a beautiful program, a beautiful school. I can't wait. So then I keep getting a few acceptances and I'm like, okay, I'm on a roll. And then it was Ivy Day. I applied to six in total. And I was like, if I open them in alphabetical order, I'm going to start with my feelings hurt if Brown does not accept me, right? (laughs) But I was like, but if I go in reverse order, I'm setting myself up for failure because that's Yale, Princeton, Harvard. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So I used a randomizer. Thank God I did because like the order was funny. It was like Yale, Columbia, they both rejected me. Princeton rolled around and I was like, at this point I was defeated already because you have those expectations or like hopes and dreams, hopes and dreams. And I got waitlisted at Princeton, which I was like, that's crazy. What? Like nobody from my school had ever had any connection to Princeton. So that was just very exciting. 
And then the next one was Cornell. I opened the letter and I go, I got into Cornell. And so my parents and my brother were like, go Big Red. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and so then I had to open up Harvard and then Brown. And I got waitlisted at Harvard, which was like, it was, it was kind of a calming moment for a second because I was like, okay, strong finish. But anyways, I like, I go to click the open for Brown and in my brain, I was like, I didn't get in. And my family was like, don't say that. And I opened it and my jaw was on the floor because I got rejected from Brown. I was like, oh my what? what? And I thank God every single day, every single day that I was rejected, because I promise you, if they had accepted me, I would have said bye to Cornell without even looking. And then with Cornell, we got up there. It was the ugliest day in April. We started driving in and I had this like smile that I couldn't wipe from my face. But yeah, so I, I absolutely fell in love with Cornell and I'm so happy to be there with my brother. Well, if Brown Admissions is listening, we're all laughing now because they really missed out. So, all right. So, Christina, you get to campus and obviously you're, you're kind of figuring things out and where you fit in. What did you get involved with that then made you fall in love with the university? The first thing that happens in like club cycles, or at least for the clubs that I was interested in, because obviously like some other business clubs have their very like long process applications start before Club Fest. But the one thing for me that sort of really before Club Fest was acapella. And that was honestly, I got to campus four days in, I was auditioning for groups. I remember I joined acapella. So I know that you've had the one and only Mickey on this podcast. Yes. One of the writers of Pitch Perfect. Yes, yes. He wrote the book. For me growing up, I remember I saw that movie, what, 2012? Whenever it came out, my yes. mom and I went with my friend, Michaela. We were actually maybe like eight years old at the time. And I fell in love with the movie and I started getting into the pentatonics and into like collegiate groups. So I knew that I definitely wanted to be involved in acapella on campus. It was actually very difficult because a lot of them had conflicting meeting times, obviously, because they share the same week. And there are so many groups that you can audition for. So I ended up getting into hearsay acapella as soon as I got to campus, which is my favorite group on campus, my favorite group of women. I love those people. I love acapella. So it's, it's all women. All women. And what's the name of the group? Hearsay acapella. Hearsay. Clever. Okay. So are there, yeah, are there a, a lot of other rival groups? Are you all competing for the same singers or does each one have its own niche? I mean, actually that depends. So obviously you have like the all male groups, all female groups, and then the co-ed groups. So of course that like varies who auditions for what. And then some of the groups, like the key elements, they're awesome. They're rock and roll. But yeah, we're, we're all fighting for the same people. What? song did you audition with? Because we've all seen that famous scene in the movie. And so was yours like that? And what was your song? So my song that I did for my first round of auditions for all of the groups was Feeling Good, but in the style of Michael Buble. What, what is your typical style? We, we haven't heard your singing voice. What, are you jazzy and clubby? Or are you more rock and raspy? What kind of, what's your vibe? Okay. So pre-Cornell, very musical theater. Mm -hmm. Very pop, very vibrant. Like if you had me sing a pop song now, it would be totally different than senior year Christina's doing a pop song. Okay. But now I'm not going to lie to you. My experience with Cornell has totally ruined my vocal cords. Bear with me. In the fall, I got so sick to the point where I was like, it was just this constant illness, like congestion, throat, oh. cough, like a bronchitis type of lung problem, something or another. So now my voice has changed quite a bit. Uh, my range, which used to be three octaves, which is very strong for singers, is now like not three octaves. I can tell you that much, but I've gotten a lot lower. So I'm actually the bass for our group. Oh, okay. So I'm doing all of the lowest notes. So in terms of like what my voice is now, I would still say it's, it's still pop, 
but probably like a little more rasp and it's not from having fun. It's from getting sick. Oh, that's unfortunate. That happens to a lot of um, students when they hit campus. Tell us about the social life within the group. I know you're also in a sorority. Do you find that a lot of your social life comes from that group or is it a little bit of everything? So I also joined a dance group. I joined Rise Dance Group, which is all styles. It's a group right now of 26 women who are the most amazing, beautiful people on campus, no question. And then I'm in SDT. I also joined Big Red Ambassadors from the start, which is how you found my takeover. I also joined Ballet and Books, which is a tutoring program where on weekends we go to Tompkins County. So like we go into Ithaca and we tutor kids from the town. So we'll teach them how to dance and we'll teach them how to read. So that's really rewarding and really wonderful. And then also with my brother being on campus, that has also been really uh, influential and crucial to my networking and my friendship building. So he's an Alpha Gamma Rho, which is the ag frat. I come from an agricultural family. But so, yeah, no, within these groups, there's a lot of love and a lot of camaraderie, which is awesome. I mean, I'll, t- I'll be totally honest, though. In the fall last year, when I first joined acapella, again, this was like, it's the first semester. So everything is exciting and everything is wonderful. And like, you know, you have like the love glasses on for every single thing that you do because you don't want to not enjoy your college experience, right. right? But there were a couple of individuals in the group who were not as loving and excited to be there um, who had who had already like been a part of the group so they weren't new members but I remember like it, it, it felt kind of difficult to enjoy and to want to see those girls outside of rehearsal because we also we rehearsed for six hours a week wow. which like from the vocal perspective it doesn't seem like that much but when you're actually like doing your day-to-day schedule it's really like oh what do I have acapella gotta go you know um, and my mom was like Christy why don't you audition for another group in the spring because you love it and you love performing and this is your joy She's like, if the girls are taking it away from you, like the happiness. And I was like, mom, it's not that simple. I was like, we're a very small community. I was like, it's not that simple. And I was like, but I'm not even that I was like, I'm going to fix it. But I always make the joke. This is so terrible. But I'll be like, I'm going to pitch perfect this group. I'm like, I will make us a family because family is the most important thing to me. So in the fall, you know, it was still like getting acclimated, getting adjusted. My dance group was definitely my closest group of friends, my brother and his fraternity friends. And he's also very close with them. a lot of the rowers. So I got to meet a lot of really wonderful people through there. And the social, the social scene in the fall for me was wonderful. I met so many amazing people, but it definitely got way better in the spring. And then also joining SDT, I think was the best thing I could have done. But just tell us briefly, are you planning on continuing with acting and singing and dancing for your career? Or is this just something you enjoy doing? So I actually had a Midlife crisis. My mom doesn't like when I say that. She's like, it's not your midlife crisis. I go, okay, mom. Please, Christina. I mean, But, but when choosing Cornell, I went in knowing that the theater program was not what I wanted. And I knew I was doing communication, which I was like, this is still wonderful. It uses all of my skills that I've learned from theater. It uses my, my oral communication. I'm a very, I'm a very soft skill girly. Uh, I've done three professional shows before college. I did two. So I, I did one professional show. I did a professional show over Christmas break last year. And so then with Cornell, considering that that's not an option that I have like fulfilled for myself, that's why I joined acapella and the dance group right away, because it still gives me that like, that time to perform, the time to create, the time to not necessarily teach, but teach, form, tell stories, do what I love to do the most. But so last summer, I did not get an internship. I was home last summer, I was working for my parents. So I got I got a lot of stuff done. And I like I worked, I don't want to be like, I worked a lot of myself, but I was able to like frame my goals and visions for the next three years at Cornell, because, you know, freshman year, it comes and it's gone. Like I was like, I don't know what direction I'm headed. I don't know what I want for my sophomore summer or like 
you know, for junior winter, juniors, it, because the time is ticking and I would love to have a job when I graduate college. This year, back in January, I applied for a few like PR internships and marketing internships, but I wasn't ecstatic about them. And I, it had been a couple months and I like didn't hear back from anything. And my mom was encouraging me. She's like, DC, like, let me see your resume. Like, let's work through it. You got to push out some more things if you're not hearing anything back. Like, I, I want you to start having, or at least start narrowing down what you don't want to do. Because that's part of the thing is I'm like, communication is so wonderful, but it's so hard to be able to navigate your own path because obviously we have a lot of time, but like, do we really have that much time to figure out like what we want to do, right? So anyways, my spring break rolls around in the first week of April this year. And I was home and then we went to New York City for Easter weekend. And on Friday, we went to see Dancing on Broadway. My friend Jovan was in that. Um, he was also, he was in Saturday Night Fever, my first professional show. And, you know, we take him out to dinner and I looked at Jovan and I was like, Jovan, you're an amazing dancer. I was like, I am having a crisis in this exact moment. And so I look at Jovan and I was like, Jovan, and like, obviously my parents are there too. And I'm telling them, I'm like, I don't think I will ever forgive myself if I let this go. And that seems so dramatic. It seems so dramatic. But you know, like there's been a little, a little part of me that seems like it hasn't been set ablaze the past couple of years. I'm missing being on stage. So the midlife crisis passed and I have finally figured out that like I am missing my love for musical theater. So I'm hoping that over winter break, I'm going to reach out to one of my great contacts that I have in New York City. She's a wonderful producer to see if she literally needs a coffee runner. But yeah, so I, I'm not sure what I like actually want to do in life, but if I can incorporate theater somehow, if I can be in broadcasting, if I can, just as long as I can like tell a story and like, again, I can find that also through PR and marketing as well. Just having some element of theatrics. It makes sense. And you have a great personality for that. It is amazing. You know, you kind of glossed over all the things that you do on campus, but you are really one of the most active people we have ever met on campus. And you're going to leave it in a better place than when you first got there. That is the sweetest thing you could have possibly ever, ever, ever said to me in this exact moment or at all. So my mom has always raised me with leaving it better than you found it. So the fact that you said that, that's actually... That's like why I involve myself so much. And that's why I try to give as much as I can and like be in every single e-board position possible and take that leadership and just kind of mend things. That was just very sweet that you said that because that's that's a very personal goal dream moment. Well, it, it it's true. And, you know, we've heard it from Kayla too, that you really have given everything you can to the campus. But now we want to get into the teeny tiny specifics in our Cornell Speed Round. Okay. Where is your go-to on-campus dining? I think like Toni Morrison. How about off-campus? I love Mercado. Have you ever finished a fishbowl? I've never been to fishbowls. Where do you study? I love to study in my room. Have you had a favorite class so far? Yes. My favorite classes have been writing and producing narrative for the digital media. I took that last fall. And this past spring, I took this class called Laughter. And it is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Are you going to go abroad junior year? Yes. So I'm going to Florence in the fall. Have you ever heard of the hot truck? No. Is that Louise? No. Oh, okay. okay. We need, we need an education yeah. here. Okay. Do you like like sauce and cheese and gooey on a piece of bread? Yes. Okay. Then we are telling you, you have to go to shortstop deli and order a PMP stands for poor man's pizza, and then report back to us. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Will do. When you get back from Florence. What would you say is the song of the campus while you're here? What do you hear at every fraternity party or just blasting on a nice day? 
Like, I mean, my personal favorite thing that I hear on campus whenever it plays, I go feral, love tonight, David Guetta. I feel like Pursuit of Happiness is like always playing. Freaks. I don't know any of these songs, Michelle. I don't know any. I've heard of David Guetta. I'm not sure if he came from American Idol or somewhere else. Yeah. No, that's not American Idol. You're thinking David Archuleta. (laughs) Which was probably before Christina was even born. I have another question for you. Tell us, what is the ideal weekend activity on campus? Like, what would your favorite college weekend be? Well, so I love to sleep in on the weekends. And then my dad will call me at 7 a.m. So I don't sleep in on the weekends. And then if I'm in like Christina activated mode, like I go to the gym, I go to Orange Theory, which I love, start my day, get it pumping, get the orange, get the splat points. And then, yeah, I love to, I mean, my favorite pastime is eating with friends. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's what everyone does, but especially my family, like if you want to bond, you do it over a meal, right? So then I would, I would get lunch with my friends and then I'd probably come home, take a nap. I love nap time. I don't drink coffee. And then from there, do some work, just spend time with friends, whether that's inside, outside, in a room, taking a walk. And then, yeah, get dinner or like ordering pizza or something. And, uh, you know, get the night started. And yeah, then go out, go stand on a table, show them our our best moves, go home, laugh about it, eat some leftover food. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, with all of the things that you have going on, the fact that you could even squeeze in a nap is admirable. I have a nap on my calendar. That's so funny. Actually, that that is smart. Okay. How about, do you have any quick advice for an incoming freshman? My best quick advice would definitely be that you are here for a reason. You know, everything works out the way it's supposed to. This might have not been your top choice. This might be your dream school. Set expectations. Don't be upset if they're not met. Be super grateful when they're surpassed. Try everything. Say yes to everything. But also, don't be afraid to say no. Say hi to everyone. Everyone wants to make friends. It is such a beautiful place. Time flies by fast. Will I start crying right now? Cornell is the best place ever. Use your resources. Use your professors. Use your school-specific resources. Great. That's great advice. All right. Well, one last question. We always end on what are you most thankful for? And first, I want to say thank you to you. We know how busy you are. Thank you to Brown University. It was the dumbest decision they ever made, but the (laughs) best one for Cornell. Cornell is very lucky to have a student like you. And when you think now on your Cornell experience so far, what are you most thankful for? I think I'm just so thankful for the people that I've met. Like, I know that's so corny. In terms of Cornell, Cornell, my first number one is my brother, like without a question. He is my best friend. But yeah, just the amazing people that I've met, like the students, the adults, the faculty, such an amazing place with so many amazing people that are just so talented, excited, well-rounded, and just open-minded. Like it's such an amazing group of people. And every day I'm like, again, I thank God every day that I'm there and I would not have it any other way. And I'm thankful that it brought me you too. And I'm so thankful it gave me this opportunity to share and to be here. I could go on and on about everything else I'm thankful for, but then we would be here for another 40 minutes. (laughs) Well, we really appreciate it. I knew from the second I saw you day one on that Instagram takeover that you were going to be a joy to have on the podcast. And we are so appreciative, as Steph said. We don't know how you fit your whole life in, your naps in, and us in. And thank you. It was so good to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another episode of the Cornell Thank You Podcast.